This is Carrie. And this is Jenny. And you're it's listening to Honestly Unfiltered. How are you doing this week, Carrie? Um, I know I just said a mouthful, right? I know, like that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I'm okay overall. I've been super tired today. I'm a victim. But other than that, it was, I only had a three day work week, but it felt like it was 10 days long. Uh, yeah, you know, holiday weeks always do that because you have to work those days yeah. of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's like you get into the rhythm because you, we both had four days off and you get into that rhythm and it's you don't want to go back to work. It's so true. And then it's like all of a sudden everything's going batshit and you're just like, ugh, why do I have to have a job? Yeah, I know. I could totally relate. Like I walked in on Tuesday and everyone was acting like the building was burning down. And I'm like, listen, it's taxes. It's not the end of the world. Like, you know, I have clients that have been delaying stuff for months and a certain issue. There's this guy, basically, we have a client that, um, and this is totally irrelevant. I don't know why I'm telling it, but, um, <laughs> He's an employer and he for months has not wanted to payroll deduct this guy's child support. And it's fucking illegal. Right. And he kept saying it's not when my it's problem. court ordered. Yeah, it's not my problem, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, you have to do this. Well, he got a threatening letter from a state and then, sure he did. then it's a panic. And on Thursday before Labor Day, on my way out of the office, he was like, well, you're not there tomorrow because I'm off on Fridays. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not. Well, then you're closed on Monday. You're right. We are. It's Labor Day. And then he's like, but this needs to be dealt with. Well, it'll be dealt with Tuesday morning. And literally he called right at nine and I don't mm -hmm. think until 10. Because, you know, I'm special. I work. She's freaking so. bougie as hell, people. <laughs> I'm up at fucking 530 getting, you know, trying to get my shit together, get awake for work, go for a walk. She's still like laying in bed, sleeping. <laughs> well, I do get up. Well, no, last week. I, I know she's I a fucking liar audience. She's a liar. <laughs> I want this on the record. Uh, hey, in all fairness, I was sick with the kidney infection last week. So. Oh, uh... Anyway, so he called at nine o'clock and I'm not there. And then the receptionist tells them that I'd be in at 10. Literally, the guy at 10.01 is calling. And I looked at our receptionist and said, you need to tell him that I will call him back later this morning. I just walked into a million fires and he's not number one priority. Well, she didn't tell him that, but... Like 20 but that's minutes, how you feel sometimes. That's how you feel. And 20 minutes later, what you know, the guy calls back. Did, and she comes to my office and she said, Mr. So-and-so's on the phone. He said he just got a missed call from you. And I'm like, Mr. No. Blowhole? Yeah. Like, no, I did not call him. And then she's like, well, he's insisting you did. I said, well, you can tell him that I didn't and I will call him when I have more information. Basically, it would, that's just, you know, how the week I felt like went. And yeah, I, a million of you, as you do too, I'm sure a million of those clients that think you're their only client and they all want something now. Right. Now, I was kind of thinking maybe on this episode, we should tell the Diane story. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Started off with others. Stuff me complaining about. 
<laughs> Might as well roll into this. And guess what, people? When I said about my week, yeah, there's a whole other next level shit to this week. Yeah, and I feel terrible because I led to that yesterday and she ended up in the bar because of me. Putting Only her for a couple hours. <laughs> I met some I met some fun people and well, some real weirdos. <laughs> well, that always helps. It was okay. a handful. It was a handful. So I guess we'll start off by saying yesterday I am sitting on my couch, you know, as usual. Trying sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't Just sleeping. Kidding. I was trying to like face my day and at one o'clock in the afternoon and um, my brother calls me, Harry. And Harry doesn't call me on the weekends because he's with his wife and they're spending their quality time together. And so I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So I pick it up. I'm like immediately like wondering if they're fighting, if he wants to come over or, you know, maybe she's just not there and he's bored and he wants to talk. So, you know, I pick up the phone. And I'm like, hello. Because like, what else would I say? But hello. <laughs> Yo, bitch, what up? That's shit I do. <laughs> usually it's funny he and i i'll go talk to me goose but in this case i didn't um so he's like hey and i said hey he goes um he goes i haven't talked to diane since wednesday have you and i go no uh she's got me blocked and i have her blocked on all forms of communication because we had this argument well actually she had an argument she got mad at me and my mother for backstory is a narcissist who is impossible i love her but i have learned that i have to as a friend once told me cut off and detach with love so that's what i am doing at the moment and i you know i'm like no remember we're not talking he's like well i never know with you too and he tells me that proceeds to tell me that you know she claims she has covid but she doesn't leave the house so how and she she's a diabolical liar Sorry yes to interrupt. yes no no it's good you do she's she's she is an attention whore and which is part of the problem with our relationship is she feels that she should always come first no matter what although that was never what she did for us but I dig but I digress and here we are back to my conversation with Harry and so I said to him well what's going on and he said I texted her last night to check on her because you know she has quote unquote COVID or even if she has a cold and she's sick okay and she didn't respond and I was like okay and he goes so then this morning I texted her and I proceeded to call her six times and she didn't answer. And I was like, okay. He goes, and then I looked at her bank account and she hasn't spent any money since Wednesday, which is extremely unusual for her because she's obsessed with Amazon and whatever site that she can buy crap from. So, um, at that point I'm just kind of silent, like, oh shit, you know, obviously a million scenarios run through your head at that point. And he says, listen, he said, I was going to go over there, but he said, if, you know, she's not alive. He's like, I don't think that's something that either one of us need to see. So maybe I should call the police and do a wellness check. 
And I was like, no, 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 I'll go over there. And he's like, no, Jen, me, you do not need to see that either. And I was like, look, okay, before anybody panics, let me call Carrie because she lives right there. And actually I said, let me call Carrie and have her go bang on the door. And he's like, she lives there. And I said, yes, remember just like not far away, you know, just right mm -hmm. down the street basically. And he's like, will she do that? I'm like, of course she'll do that. He's like, all right. So I call, then I call Carrie, which I never call Carrie first. It's usually a text. Yes. And, and um, you know, she doesn't pick up and, she, and of course she texts me and asks what's wrong and is an emergency. And I'm like, well, kind of, unless you're on the phone with an emergency. And then, you know, she hung up and called me and I tell Carrie the story. So Carrie, as kind as she is, um, says she'll go over there. So while I'm on the phone with Carrie, she's walking over there and walks up in front of her house and there are packages out there. Three packages. And disclaimer, I had to argue with Jenny here about me walking, like of me just pushing and saying, no, I'm just going to go. Don't meet me. Don't do anything. She's not my mother. So if anything's going to be found, just let me find it. Yeah. Cause I was like, look, if she doesn't answer the door, I'll come there and we'll call the police. And that's when Carrie was like, no. Yeah. I'm like, no, no way. I'm like under, I can't even talk today. People. Um, I'm like, under any circumstances, I will not allow you to do that. I'm like, because that will traumatize you beyond belief. And we're not doing that today. So, which is incredibly thoughtless. And I cannot even get into that right now because I'll cry because I don't have many friends that would do that for me. So, especially with, you know, everything that's happened to you in the past, which we're not going to get into right now, but. No, but um, really, I am the best person to send. I know, but it doesn't mean you need to have another horrible sight in your head. You know, nothing beats the other one. I guess you got a point there. Mm hmm. So, Carrie, you take it from here. Okay. She so I'm on the phone with Jenny and I mean, like I'm nervous, but I'm nervous for her and her brother, you know, I'm just like, oh my God. And then I'm walking up the stairs and there are three Amazon packages. I'm like, oh my God, Jenny, there are packages outside her door. So instantly I'm thinking, holy shit from hell this lady's dead yeah and, and, I'm, and i texted harry as that as you're you know we're on the phone and he's he told me today he's like when you said those were packages out there i just knew that that was going to be it and i'm yeah just, yeah so i started pounding on her door like i was swat <laughs> Like, I am pounding on this lady's door. The neighbors are probably like, bitch, settle down. <laughs> so, but then I hear her voice. She's like, how was that? <laughs> I'm like, it's Carrie. I'm like, you're not responding to anybody, you know? So I'm like, 
um, Harry and Jenny are trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, and so she's like, hold on. And it felt like forever. I don't think it really was. It really did feel like forever. But it did feel like forever, even though it really was a minute, maybe two or something. So she opens the door and at first, at first, I don't think she even recognized me, but so I'm like, listen, I sh well, first off, I shove her packages in the door because <laughs> I was like, bitch, at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, look, they've been trying to get a hold of you. You have not responded to anybody since Wednesday or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, I've had COVID. I said, well, could you respond? <laughs> yes, I will. I'm like, thanks. And then I just walked the fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, bitch, trying to give us all a heart attack. Right. And she does it. She's done this stuff in the past, and she does it on purpose, I truly believe. Because it's sick and evil. Like, that's really Narcissist is. 101. It is. She put, She's playing the, let's see, let's make them think I'm dead and panic them, you know, and maybe they'll appreciate me game. Which is so sick because, like, not that this is about me and it's just a quick story, but yeah. one night, um, I I guess I, I wasn't, oh, I know, I hadn't texted Kate back, and she had tried calling. Well, typically, I've got my Apple Watch on or whatever, and, or then it was my Fitbit. <laughs> not that I've ever really been fit, y'all. Anyways. Um, so I just knocked out, you know, and so I was asleep. Well, she got really, really scared. And so, um, well, you know, William looked at Kate and he's like, look, you're not going to sleep unless we go over there. And she's like, no, I'm not. So they come, they're knocking on the door. I stumbled to it <laughs> and they're like, oh, thank God. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, I just fell asleep. And they're like, we got so worried. Now, disclaimer, people, I have epilepsy and narcolepsy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a special kind of train wreck. <laughs> so <laughs> who likes to laugh? Again, accepting applications. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but i would never purposely do that to somebody like Me that's either. horrible like they were both so upset because i don't know what it was that night you know it was just they just had this uneasy feeling so they came over to check which i appreciate if you're listening kate um but my god i would never do that to her on purpose god and no did they live out by me at the time? Did they drive no, all that way? No. They were closer. They were a lot closer then. That's good. Thank so, God. Oh, I know. Well, and I'm trying to remember, like, if they had been somewhere and they were going to bring me food. I do miss that, Kate. Y'all's <laughs> leftovers from when you guys would go out to eat and you'll feed your mama. <laughs> or, oh my gosh, or I'm rambling, but it's William's okay. mom's like a badass cook. Oh, yeah. So if they like went to a family event, you know, of hers or something, they would legit bring me some goodies that hash brown casserole and then brownies. Hey, oh. girl, I know. 
makes me want to make brownies but i'm trying to control myself they were sugar-free if that counts oh that does count but they were super good but now william has mastered that hash brown casserole like a boss that's like my favorite so good it's like criminal like i could just rub it all over my body that well, sounds terrible, but <laughs> anybody want to eat hash brown casserole off my body? Slide well, into our DMs. Well, <laughs> or maybe you can eat it off their body. Oh, yeah. Good point. Well, if William is making hash brown casserole, I am very close, so I can go get it for you. Listen, sucker. <laughs> You have to promise to save my ration. <laughs> well, if it's on a Saturday, you come over to record the next day, then or yeah. that's oh my God. It's so addicting. It's just so good. I like can't handle it. These are our meals that we're gonna request from the commissary now. So William and <laughs> the, commis- the commissary. Yeah, we're gonna be what I I just tried to think of something funny and totally shit the bed. You know, like, like in NBC, they call it the commissary where you eat. Oh, I was just thinking of like prison. <laughs> of course, <you> are. <laughs> of course, dude. I think I'd be a badass bitch in prison. I think I would be okay. I, I think you would make it. I really, do. I would not. You know, the one experience I had, I did not do well. I was only there for an hour. Thank God. But oh, I just stay the night. I did. Oh I had to stay the night. I mean, it the accommodation sucked. <laughs> all I kept thinking was all these prisoners and nobody cleans this fucking toilet. Like, <laughs> it's bad enough you got to do your business in front of the COs and anybody else, you know, <laughs> and the three other people. No, I had two other people in my cell. But um, it was a long time ago, people. I was not convicted. Um, That's that was an for me as well that was many many years ago and remember you saw it on like the new on the uh the on the facebook like for the local newspaper and you're yeah you're like um are you okay i'm worried about like you. what's happening but we'll definitely talk about both of those more in a separate jailhouse episode yes and it was both of us it was minor not it was they were both misunderstandings no mine wasn't at all Mine was some shit. <laughs> I had to go. I had to go. I had to go to court a lot before they dropped those charges. Woo. Ooh. So anyway, William and Kate, if you are listening, um, we record on Saturdays, uh, more than likely Sundays. If you can maybe have some hash brown casseroles for us on the next go round, that would be greatly appreciated because apparently it's the bomb. Dot com. It is. It is. Yep. So- so back to Diane, um, I talked to Harry this morning and, um, I was like, you know, he was, you know, I was like, we basically like had an hour long conversation before it even came up, which is sad that we're just so used to her antics. And, um, ah, why waste your breath? Yeah, I know. So he's like, um, basically she sent him a text that said, um, I think uh, the COVID's gone because I can taste again. Oh yeah, like, that's oh, right. Oh yeah, because when people come banging on your door now, no one needs to be worried. And well, 
She's she so demented. She must have been like she stays up all night. So that like one o'clock in the afternoon was like prime sleeping hours for Diane. Like that was like one o'clock in the morning for her. And she said to, she said to Harry, some woman came and knocked on my door and I don't even know who it was. Disclaimer, everyone. She has not seen me in many years. And I don't know how much weight I've lost since the last time I saw her. Yeah, a ton. But your your face is still the same, and your totally. And my voice, like people have run into me at the store with like a face mask on, and they'll be like, "Carrie, is that you?" I'm like, "Yeah." So (laughs) apparently, I'm loud and unforgettable. Well, no, I've been places also, and people that know me Mm -hmm. will recognize me by the eyes. Now, there have been times where I've been in in the grocery store and I've seen a client that I want to dodge and they have not recognized me, but I would like dodge my eyes and go the other way. So I think even with a mask there, you're still somewhat recognizable. Well, uh, but I think so too, because I went to Publix, like... It was, it was last year. I mean, I go more than that, people, but the story <laughs> applies to last year. I don't shit, lie. Don't lie. Dude, I, sh- I do use ship sometimes, not going to lie. Shit happens. <laughs> Anyways, so I go to Publix, and I'm walking, um, you know, because I have legs, and <laughs> I'm going to the deli area. No fucking lie. There is this kid. Well, he's a man now, I guess. But he went to high school with Kate and was, like, legit obsessed with her. And he was, like, (laughs) he was, like, I'm not giving you fucks my last name. But so we'll just say he was, like, Miss Carrie. I was, like, and it took me a second, you know, because he had his mask on. And then um, he was, like, oh, it's me, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, oh, my God, it's been so long. Like, how the fuck does this kid remember me? But then again, it's the obsession with Kate. And I'm thinking, bitch, yeah, I have not seen you in a damn decade. <laughs> Stop lurking, bitches, you weirdo. Right? So weird. But I'm not weird. really sure what the point of that story was. But here we have well, it, people. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, that was our trauma for yesterday. Drama, trauma. And um, Diane is alive. Just alive and well. And, um, you know, of course, oh, Harry said to me, he's like, you know, he talked about it with Megan and, you know, because he was going to go over there first. And she was the one that was like, um, Harry, no, neither you or Jenny need to see that. See? That's not something. Yeah. Thank She's you. She's like, um, like, let the police handle it. And I, so I said to him, I'm like, well, if anything happens to her, you don't want to see her like Mm-mm. one more time. No. And he's like, he's like, not like that. Like not knowing how long she's been there. You know, maybe if it was, you know, at the funeral or something. Right. But, but like, I, I, like, I, I would want to say goodbye. Fuck you. I, but you not know, there. Because I think. No, not there. No, uh, you know, I, you know, regardless of the issues that I have with her, I still love her, and it's just hurtful that she. And I don't, I don't know. Does she, does she love me? I don't know. You know, it's like I tell Harry, it. You know, once you have children, or if you've had children, 
then you can truly understand the magnitude of the fucked upness that she has, you know, the things that she's done to us through the years. And it's, you know, he's like, and he's, you know, he's always like, I know it's messed up. I know it's messed up. No. Yeah. I knew it was messed up before, but after, I mean, Wyatt would, um, you know, always, you know, try to calm me down when I was upset. Mm -hmm. And when I had Ashton, she, well, actually, it, in, in typical narcissist fashion, she's literally ruined every major important event in my life. My graduation in high school, mm -hmm. um, my wedding to Wyatt, um, the birth of my son, because they were events that weren't about her. Right. And when I was in labor um, with Ash, she wanted to be in the room. And... Um, Wyatt and I made a decision that it would just be he and I, because, you know, as you say, he's very docile and he is, he's one that he wanted it to be our moment and his moment. And he and didn't want to be, be pushed aside and it should, it very well should be. It he should didn't be. want it to be pushed aside so that Diane can steal the show. And, um, having a really hard time concentrating with you moving around I know, sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. oh she just fell okay <laughs> so regardless um you know i remember the moment i was you know he had just come up from the hospital and she was still mad about uh the delivery i didn't let my was... mom in the room either she was she was really mad and um she the next day she came to the hospital and she acted like a martyr she didn't get there until like five o'clock and uh purposely like she waited all day what a fuck face and, yeah my my grand like my grandparents came first and you know she blew in and was looking at ash in the little crib mm. it's like like she wasn't allowed to touch him can i pick him up well yeah of course you can and then she handed me a camera like like the poor soul can do you think do you think it would be too much trouble for you to take my picture with him oh my god she is just such an asshole if you're a like, why can't you just yeah in the future people with your children don't act like a dick right it's terrible so uh, and, and it, so it was basically this was a few days maybe a week later and she came to my house something i don't even remember what it was but she upset me and you know you're a week postpartum you're trying to adjust to everything mm -hmm. so it's she, just your whole world gets rocked real yeah quick. she screamed at me about something stupid and it probably i and i think it had to do with again the fact that i would not let her in the delivery room and um blew out and you know why it was home he was sleeping mm -hmm. because you know you, you take shifts sure. and and i remember sitting in his bedroom and uh the rocking chair rocking him to sleep and i said it out loud i said i promise you i will never do to you what she does to me no 
it's just horrible to how could you do and that in that moment like i remember in that moment it hit me how could you treat your own child like that like i felt the same way when i had kate it was like then i had a hard time in my 20s because i had kate when i was like 20 barely 20 but she loves me anyways um but i hey, you were good you need to stop selling yourself short you were a great mom and you still are i try some days are better than others like every mom in america <laughs> but like i can remember just immediately of course falling in love with kate and thinking what my mom is a selfish asshole like yeah. i would have never i would never do the things to kate that my mother did to me i would never make her feel unloved or unwanted or inconvenient right like how do you do that to your child like my mother always says to me i gave birth to you i sacrificed my life for you well fuck off nobody asked you to do it really? and you suffer and you sucked at it lady like i i always want to say to her what did what exactly did you sacrifice because um as far as i remember my grandparents pretty much raised me they did well, everything i remember they that. did i do yes they did thank god i had them because they were wonderful and you know my mother she we lived in new jersey and my grandparents sold their house there and they were having a house they had a house built here in florida mm -hmm. where we are and um she put us in the car to go back with them and to go to florida with them and she decided to stay in new jersey to you know party her ass off you know it was with the excuse you know she had had this big major breast reduction surgery mm -hmm. and it was with the excuse and she did get have this like really bad infection and she was in the hospital for weeks but you know she stayed behind with that excuse that she still needed to see the doctors there right well the doctors weren't at the players club bar you know disco every night where you she decided to hang out and you know party her ass off for months right. and then just come visit she'd come visit literally she'd come home to florida stay with us and visit for you know maybe a month or two until she couldn't take it anymore and then she'd be on a plane out oh my gosh that's I remember so this crazy like legit i <clears throat> didn't even like i used to cry going to work when i had to leave kate i would stop i remember and stop. yeah so it's like i could have never stayed away from her for a month right i mean granted we were like i was in fifth grade and harry was in first grade but harry Didn't was matter. still pretty little like he was like five years old and i think i was eight so That's he tiny. was still pretty yeah it was i mean and you know he was a mama's boy he was always you know you know you know he's the golden boy and i'm the scapegoat yeah but, pretty much you know he even then but regardless so what exactly diane if you're listening uh, what did you sacrifice for me because if you think long and hard about it you worked you know maybe one or two years you know we we all packed up and moved back to new jersey after a couple of years you know because she didn't want to live in florida mm -hmm. but we were only there, you know with the excuse that she wanted to bring us near our father that was the excuse you know you kids should be near your father and i hate florida 
So we were, you know, we all packed up, went back to, you know, my grandparents gave her all this money to set up the apartment and everything. Mm -hmm. And my ass, I'm like, my ass, you went to, for us to be close to my father, because the first weekend that he came and got us, Mm -hmm. she, she made us feel completely guilty about it. And really she went back for the guy she was trying to date, you know, that's so cryptic. Yeah, and when when she realized that it wasn't going to happen with him, that's when she decided to pack up and go back to Florida. So it's like she ripped me from my friends once when I was in middle school. We went, we traipsed back up to New Jersey, and then I am like in high school, so happy mm-hmm. with my life. You know, I am involved in all of these, you know, you know, clubs and stuff and i am having the best time and then you want to rip us back to florida because things don't work out with mark and you know but yeah you sacrificed a whole hell of a lot jenny's a joiner carrie beats her own drum (laughs) you know jenny's all like yeah rah rah i'll be a part of it and i'm like yolo what's up where's the party So, um, yeah, you know, not to, you know, keep on with this, but, you know, I, I, you know, I know we both have issues with our mothers and yours is a little, yours is a little, um, hello. I don't know. Carrie's in her closet and she's sweating to oh death. Oh my god, so. people, it's so bad. And I hear podcasters like say it all the time. They're not lying. It's hot as shit in here. <laughs> I look over and I get a text from her and it's like, it says, I'm sweating to death. I look over and it's like buckets of sweat dripping down her face. <laughs> she was recording in the closet to avoid her air handler noise. Right. And like legit, if I'm sweating, it doesn't, I don't want it to be because I'm in a closet. <laughs> so I'm going to share a couple stories about um, my mom. So um her and my dad did not get married that's it's a whole thing but um she met my stepdad and i was eight and he moved in right away and everything and we had lived with a couple other of our boyfriends and stuff but um yeah i didn't like him and he didn't like me like at all um he used to be Oh, it was terrible. Like, sometimes he would just, like, pull his fist back and be like, if I could just punch you in the face, you little bitch. That's horrible. I know. And my mom did not, you know, like, like if anybody said something like that to Kate, I'd be in prison from blowing that motherfucking fucking fuck up. I would too. I would never let anyone talk that way to my son. No, I don't let never. His father, even you know, break. Wyatt doesn't ever. No, he's docile. He is, but if you know, he ever if he ever said something, I'd be like, "Listen, you, no, right? You know, I'd be like, bitch, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you.' Right. So and 
it was just always, there was always a lot of tension and stuff, but basically from that day, like from the second she got with him and he moved in like a day later, um, everything was about him. So it was all of a sudden, you know, whatever he wanted to watch on TV, what he wanted to eat. Oh, wait, I forgot. He's a raging alcoholic who would go through stages, like, in addition to the alcohol, like, doing blow, smoking crack. Um, I think it was nine when he tried to get me to smoke pot, something like that. Yeah, good times, people, good times. So I've always kind of felt like, hey, mom, screw you. Like, who are you to tell me shit about shit? Because you suck. So, and believe me, (laughs) throughout this podcast um, series, you'll, I'll deliver some great stories for you. (laughs) But, um, so Patrick died um, in 2017. Well, it was like November 1st. So about a year later, at and mind you, the relationship with my mother has always been just, I'm not even sure the word I'm looking for, or if I could say it, because uh, I'm special today, like tumultuous. Is Am I saying that yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I meet her for lunch, and which was a miracle in itself, aka agoraphobic or agoraphobic psycho me so (laughs) we're like sitting there and you know actually it might have been for her birthday because her birthday was in november so oh yeah everyone my parents have the same birthday it's so weird that is weird i know except a year apart but regardless so you know, I typically sometimes feel like punching my mom in the face anyways, but (laughs) again, I've been working with Diane and therapy to, you know, detach. So we're sitting there and she's like, look, I'm going to say this to you and you're not going to like it, but I'm not the only one that thinks it. And I thought, oh shit balls, here we go. And she goes, you know, I just don't even understand and neither do other people why you're still grieving Patrick when you were going to divorce him anyways. Girl, I thought I was going to blow. That is so horrible. Just because you're divorcing someone doesn't mean you lo- don't love them. No. And, the and that adds was, a whole other layer to it besides. Well, and the thing is, is that Patrick and I did still love each other. That wasn't it. Like, I never honestly... Like, he would have been an ex I actually would have been friends with. Like, we weren't fighting. It wasn't ugly. It was nothing like that. And I looked at her, and I was like, first of all, I'm like, anybody that really loves and cares about me would never say that. Right. I'm like, and until you find your husband passed away, you have nothing to fucking say to me. And I left. And then I went in my car and I made a bunch of notes in my phone because I didn't want to forget everything that went down. <laughs> I should look for those. But I legit did because I'm like this bitch. Yeah. And, but that's just like an example of 
her approach to things. It's like, bitch, fuck you. But, um, you know, when Michael died, even though they were had been separated for years, mm-hmm. you know, she acted like, I, I mean, like the love of her life was gone. And yes, right. You know, I, I remember when you when when that happened, and mm-hmm. you know, they made such a big deal out of it. And not that, not I mean, it was your sister's father, and she, it was her husband. Not that a big deal shouldn't be made when someone dies, if you right. like, mm-hmm. but. For her to say that to you when her marriage ended very abruptly. It was never a good marriage. No, I mean, Patrick loved you and you loved him. You just, it was two people that couldn't get along. Well, it wasn't even getting along. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I just, I just needed him to keep a damn job and have some sex. Right. So again, people, that's a requirement applications being accepted (laughs) and but like another example of some shit she would pull is when well let me say this to you real quick and it's gonna sound nuts but you know michael i know he did love me which sounds insane but he really did no he did as an adult he just said to me he was like girl he always called me girl He was like, I just want you to know, I'm so sorry for the things that happened. And he said, but I want you to know I've always loved you. And it felt so genuine. And that was, I know, hard for him to be vulnerable. And I forgave him because yes, he was an alcoholic, had all these other things because the things that he did and said to me, my mom allowed. So to me, like most of it's on her, which maybe that's something else I should discuss in therapy. Who knows people write in, let me know. Right. Yes. But, but, um, I'll never forget this. The day they were getting married, I was 11. I think I was sobbing i was so heartbroken because i mean my home my home life sucked asshole so and because like every you know every friday night meant driving around to so my mom could get his paycheck so he'd be at the titty bar and this and that it was always a shit show but so that day i'm sobbing And she looks at me and she's like, thanks a lot for ruining my day. Like, bitch, don't hug your kid and tell her you love her. Right. It's it's always about her. Like, it's just always been that way. And it's, it's just disgusting. And I just completely vowed to myself when I had Kate, that I would never put a man before my child, including her own damn dad. Right. You know, because I can remember her being a baby. I, I remember it clear as day. I was holding her and I was standing in the kitchen and I just thought, holy shit, I got to get us out of here or she's going to think this is how men treat women because it's what I thought. That's what I grew up with. With, besides my grandparents who were amazing, I miss you so much. But um, 
you know, I just thought you were supposed to take it. Yeah. That's what my mom always did. And, but I just swore to myself, I'm like, I'm going to get us the fuck out of here because I'm not going to put her through all this bullshit. And it's so difficult even to explain to somebody, I think at times, like when you do have a mother that is like this, like mine and yours, Jenny, because I think they can't even imagine the pain and the hurt that that must cause. But also, you know, it's finding the strength to create healthy boundaries for yourself and understand that if you have somebody, a parent, a friend, whoever the hell, your boss, whoever, if it is unhealthy and it's toxic and it makes you feel like shit, you can you can break away from that. Right. And it doesn't have to be the rest of your life well it's like that quote if it if the table no longer serves you get up and change tables oh i've never heard that i like that though i like it a lot and i feel like even though you know everything with patrick dying and it was you know a shit fest again another episode people too much details there (laughs) but i feel like um there's actually been a lot of positive things for me and it sounds kind of sick in some ways, but you know, Kate really pushed me too, just to like create some healthy boundaries. But I think I'm so much better mentally and physically um, from everything that like happened after his death. Like, I feel like I'm actually in a much better place than I thought I could have ever been. Yeah. And that's, that's wonderful. That's, you know, you can, a lot of people don't come out of the other side like that. They would have used, they would have taken what happened and it would have just crushed them. Well, but let's be honest too. I think it was crushing me there for a few years. And absolutely it did, but you came out of it. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. You did come out of it. And you're still going through, I mean, you still go to therapy and you still. Oh, yeah. You know, I know this month. I'm ready. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's never, it's something like that is not something that you um, easily put behind you. It's always, you're always no. going to carry it with you. Well, trigger warning for everyone. But um, so Patrick did take his own life and I found him. So, and we'll talk about it more in another episode, but yeah, that was batshit crazy. And it is a continuous like healing process, but I actually am just proud of myself and so glad that I've just kind of learned, um, that I have to put myself first in a lot of ways to keep myself mentally healthy. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, absolutely. I think that a lot of people would be happier now, you know, the, if they put themselves first now, of course, there's the unhealthy way to do it, which you, Oh, sure. Completely. I don't think, I think that we are taught that we're not supposed to put ourselves first because of so many people that are so selfish. Well, and I think especially for us, the way we grew up, 
we were not allowed to have emotions. No. We were not allowed to discuss what was happening in the home. Everything was a secret. You were, you would get in trouble if you shared anything with anybody, or I mean, I did, and I think you did too. Oh, yeah. You would be punished. Like, my mom legit, I mean, and I was a kid. She would give me the silent treatment for days, but never tell me what I did. See, my mother would yell and scream and beat me. And that's where the fear was. You didn't want it, mm. the, wrath, the wrath of Diane. You didn't want to feel that. Right. Where my mom would just, she would just punish you by giving you the silent treatment. And I'm trying to think of like what the hell Dr. Phil said one day, but it was something about doing the silent treatment thing. Like that, that's like one of the most cruel things you can do. I agree. To someone. It is. is. I think it is. Yeah. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, despite the way we were raised by wolves, uh, you know, I will say, (laughs) you know, thank God we had our grandparents because. Right. Oh my God. Jenny and I had the best grandparents on the planet. But, you know, there was still that, you know, my grandmother, when, when I would, she would see my mother and I fight, she would mm-hmm. still, if we go through bouts where we weren't speaking, you know, this is, this, what is going on with her, us now is, is normal. My grandparents have been gone, um, you know, since 2006, so what, mm-hmm. 14 years, 15 years, and my grandmother would say to me, but that's your mother you have to, she's still your mother, you know, like you have to take it. It was right. And well, and don't. well, no, you don't. And I know, oh yeah. My mom one day, she goes, well, I used to call your grandmother every day. Okay. Well, you're a fucking asshole lady. So I don't have to call you. You make me feel like shit. So I'm not doing it anymore. My, you know, Diane once said to me, um, you promised my mother on her deathbed that you would take care of me. Like, bitch, fuck off. Like, how about you take care of yourself? Cause you're a grown woman. Yeah. I have a child and a husband to take care of. And exactly. Why, how about you be a mother and take care of us? Here's the thought. Yeah right it's just it's she's always you know she is my grandparents uh, as much as they loved me you know they spoiled my mother they did like mad crazy no seriously and they did because they didn't want to deal with the wrath and Mm. she they they gave her endless amounts of money they did oh my gosh my lanta and they think because she thinks because they did it, we should do it. Now, I can't afford to support my mother. Nor no is it your fucking job. She gets plenty of money from Social Security and mm-hmm. things like that. Like she wants for nothing in that condo. She no, she doesn't. About. So it's and and she would tell me and she forgets she tells us these things that when she was a little girl, 
if she wanted a new pair of shoes, mm. she would drag them across the, the road to scratch them <gasps> up to get a new pair. Shut the front fucking door. Yeah, and she'll do things like that now. Like she'll, um, she like, she tried it with us. Like I, she'd call me and be like, my glasses, they split in half, cracked in half at the nose. And she'd be like walking around with duct tape on her glasses, like the poor soul. So that Harry and I would buy her a new pair. And oh because you know, gosh, because she horrible because she can't stay off at Amazon. And I'd be like, one day I was like, how do you like you just got those glasses less than six months ago? I've had mm. mine for three years. I know. I was just because they're so that. expensive. Like, and well, yeah. And she did it with like her, you know, teeth. Like she, you know, will, you know, she has a denture up on the upper. And mm -hmm. yes, Diane, I'm telling the world you have dentures because it's <laughs> supposed to be some big secret. And Why? I saw her ass and I, I saw her bottom teeth. I don't know what's going on with those. Oh, you know what happened? She pulled all the teeth out of her upper denture. This is what? the second, this is the second set. Like she'll pull a tooth out with a, a flyer and say that they weren't made correctly and that they broke. I've known people that have had the same denture set for 60, 70 years and have never had to get a new set. And why Diane has needed two sets now, because she didn't like the way they looked. So she figured if she broke them, someone mm. would cough up the money to buy her a new set. Well, guess what, Diane? I haven't gone to the dentist in a year because I can't afford to get the work done and I don't feel like it's important. There's other things that I have to pay for and I'm not going to pay for yours. No, God, no. And plus, you know, fuck teeth. We need Tory Burch sandals. And Gucci. Yeah, right. <laughs> for real. So suck on that, Diane. I think we can both go on and on all day long about our parent, our mothers, I should say, you know, Yeah, for um, sure. but the bottom line is they're just, you know, they're both selfish in their own right. I think mm -hmm. Diane is a little bit more diabolical than Francine. Um, just with the stuff she pulls. I mean, she yeah. similar instant, what she did and, and she pulled a similar incident instant instance that's what i'm trying to say uh one time when i was going through my first divorce i was living with her mm -hmm. and um i walked in and i saw all i saw was her feet sticking out of the hallway and i screamed i was like mom and i threw down my stuff that was in my hands and i ran over to her I thought she was dead or had a heart attack mm. and she sat up and she looked at me and she said, Oh, I guess you do love me. Gotcha. <sighs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's just crazy. It's amazing. I'm as normal as I am, you know, it really is that, you know, but am I really? No, but it's, you know, it's... I think what, I think it's cause we stole that stuff from Sally's beauty supply. <laughs> Another episode, folks. Another episode. Another episode. Well, I think we should go ahead and wrap up. What do you think, Jenny? I think we should. And um, we'll probably have more than one episode this week. Um, we're going to have a couple guests in the next month. Uh, we have something big coming down the pipe. We um, do. Jenny's we making it happen. <laughs> 
we do have um, a Hollywood actress that has agreed to come on the show. Uh, we don't want to give anything away yet, but it'll be very special. And if she does listen to, if you do listen to our podcast, we are gr- very grateful, as you can tell. Um, and extremely. then we extremely, extremely, uh, it's uh, unbelievable. And that we is, I know, right? Sorry. We do have. That's okay, but it is. We have another guest that we're going to be doing an interview with uh, one night this week. Um, She's going to talk to us about she is a millennial in her late 20s and she's dating a man in her 40s. Um, So she's going to talk to us about that and some other things. And that's something to look forward to. So things are are happening here, honestly, unfiltered. It is. So until next time. Until next time. Have a good week. If you or someone you know is in crisis, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is available for those individuals in crisis or for those looking to help someone. To speak to a certified listener, please call 1-800-273-8255.